Blog Talk Radio. Since I've done solo episode, actually a few weeks. And what do I have to talk about? Well, AEW folks will be debuting October 2nd on TNT. So check your calendars because October 2nd will be a Tuesday, I believe. September, October. Actually, that'll be holy fuck. Let's see here. Yeah. I got you, I got you. No, it'll be a Wednesday. So they're doing their stuff on Wednesday. It's actually a good spot. It's the middle of the week. No one ever has to know that AEW is going to do what they do best, and that is entertain the crowd. And what does that mean for WWE? What does it mean for New Japan? I think they said it best. They're going to focus on their own stuff, and they're going to do what they do best, and that's entertain. As far as Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, Tony Khan goes, I think it's exciting. Um, it's it's groundbreaking. It's, it's definitely awesome and amazing at the same time. You know, is awesome come before amazing? I don't know. The adjectives I use to describe the shit because it's basically what AEW is doing is it's not unprecedented. It's not unheard of. It's been seen before, but it, by WCW and I keep bringing this up because well I can sometimes I put my phone on the charger I allow myself to believe that professional wrestling is headed in the correct direction no it's headed in the right direction because you need competition in order for your company to flourish you just for years, WWE's been writing solo, and they really haven't had any motivation to improve upon their product. What do I mean by this? It's not just one individual that kind of killed the interest of some, and then some are wanting their subscription back, and boy, it's a holy mess, basically, with WWE, and in some instances, now they're trying to correct it and fix it and do whatever they can possible to make things correct. Um, folks, if you haven't already seen what's been going on in WWE, then I will inform you. So, there's a lot of people that don't know half the ratings 
from 16 million dropped to 8 million. So I basically want to say or inform you all that when ratings drop, that didn't to fall upon, well, the creative staff. And if the creative staff is fucking things up royally, it's not they're, you know, that they're intentionally doing it. It's you have to execute what's already, you know, been planned out. Now, Shawn Michaels got involved last night on SmackDown Live, which, by the way, we're going to start off, ladies and gents, with a SmackDown Live review. We're going to get this show back on track. So, monkeys in the truck hit SmackDown Live. I do not own the rights to this particular theme. Recorded by Jim Johnson and WWE, All Rights Reserved, Incorporated, 
Charlotte Flair versus Ember Moon. Ember Moon ends up winning because of disqualification. Actually, she wins by pinfall off the distraction. Then she gives the Eclipse to Bailey and Charlotte, and it's going to be a three-way at SummerSlam. I get a feeling for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. All right, Randy Orton gives Samoa Joe the RKO. Kofi Kingston ends up beating Samoa Joe. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. They eventually teamed up and basically ruined Shane McMahon's plan, but enough of that. Okay, so my overall grade of SmackDown Live was it was better, and it's getting there. So we'll see. Anyways, what I'm going to tell you next is that AEW is definitely going to be the premier site for professional wrestling. Do you know why? Freddie got a lot of people wearing AEW shirts in the world of professional wrestling fans. And not only that, people are actually following their social media handles on Twitter, on Facebook. They're liking their pages on Instagram. I don't know if AEW stars have a Snapchat, but I'm pretty sure they do. There's a lot of uh, people wanting to challenge the Young Bucks already for the coveted AEW Tag Team Championships. And why is that? Because the Young Bucks are two Shawn Michaels put together in a package, and that package is so, so good, you don't want to unwrap it because it looks so pretty and shiny. That's how good the Young Bucks are in a lot of people's eyes, and not just them. Well, I wish the Briscoe brothers would come hither to AEW, but they're stuck. You know, they are the new tag team champions in Ring of Honor, and it's kind of complicated. In wrestling, kind of complicated means if you work for one company, does that mean you can't work for the other? I don't know, but I would love to see Gorillas of Destiny versus the Briscoes versus the Young Bucks. That would be amazing. Darby Allen versus John Moxley. Again, I would love to see that too, so I'm glad you guys are suggesting matches already. But overall, I believe, in my opinion, that Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and Tony Khan are going to do an excellent job as far as producing product that can actually make us look forward to seeing it. And I just, I want to point out something. If you think that WWE and New Japan and Ring of Honor are just going to lie down like dogs and roll around at a command place that, you know, play, when you say sit, they sit there on their ass and go fetch a frisbee or a ball for you. I don't think that's going to happen. October 2nd is going to be a huge deal for everyone in AEW included. They have 70-plus on their roster. Do they, I mean... Jungle Boy, you know, you've got Joey Janela, Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers. I mean, the list goes on and on. You got Darby Allen, John Moxley, who's already making a big deal, you know, through Japan and IWGP, the United States champion, by the way. And might I add, 
it didn't take long for him to get gold around his waist when he left. Did he have any ill will towards WWE? I don't, like you said, I don't speak for people, and I don't want to speak for anyone or any individual for that matter in professional wrestling. Anyways, as I said, AEW's already sold out their event for this August. And they had over 60,000 plus people in circulation waiting to get the tickets. Now, granted, I'm happy for WWE that they had a sellout crowd in Tampa. But you do realize that's where their home hub is. Kind of, sort of. They do have an NXT performance center in Orlando and Houston and Atlanta. And... They're going to continue to build, WWE is, but for the time being, you're looking into the future, which is AEW versus WWE, question mark. I mean, that's what fans want to know, is how are certain companies going to handle the pressure? How are they going to be a wrestling company in general? that is going to either flourish, fall through the cracks. You know, it raises a lot of questions as broadcast journalists as podcast hosts. How is mainstream going to react to the new hip thing called AEW? I just want to point one thing out. AEW kind of reminds me of WCW, but without Sting. And if Sting does join AEW, um, That'll be the umpteenth company. Actually, no, only the second or third because TNA, which is now Impact, that he has joined in force in full force against WWE. But he was just seen being interviewed on a documentary called "If If Something Changes," rewritten history, whatever it's called. If Sting joins AEW at his age, is what you constantly hear. Can he perform? I'm not saying Sting is joining because, well, let's face it, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. It doesn't mean anything. But what I am going to tell you individuals is this. I am so happy that there's finally competition professional wrestling-wise. What does this – what does it mean – for the world of professional wrestling fandom. How are people going to react when there's another wrestling company around, when they're coming to your town and they advertise it on the marquees, on the billboards, when you see tickets go on sale at the Sprint Center? Or I don't know if AEW would actually go to Old Municipal Hall or Old Bartle Hall. Dude, you guys, hear me out. I like both WWE and AEW. I like Ring of Honor. I like anything professional wrestling because professional wrestling is and will always be my therapy, Granny Hulkster's therapy. Uh, You know, an old friend is coming back next week. Some of you who do actually listen to my show, what's up, US of A, what's up, Mexico, what's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, One Love, Jamaica, how's it going, Norway, What's up, Paris? What's up, Italy? What's up, everybody? What's up, Canada? You guys are so freaking freaking lucky that you get SummerSlam for the first time ever in Toronto. 
sorry, a little side note, I had to promote just a little bit because we're only a few weeks away. I will touch on a few things during the off-the-rail segment, but I want to point out one thing. Actually, I want to point out a lot of things. AEW, you do realize they are unique, they are different, they are badass, they are a lot of things. What makes, what separates them from WWE? What makes them different from New Japan? What makes them different from any other company that's floating around right now? Um, the fact that everybody's buzzing about them and they are a hot topic, yes. Now that network television, TNT, which is very, very familiar territory for old wrestling fans and new, well, some of you newbies who actually Googled what was on TNT before AEW, it was a company called WCW, World Championship Wrestling. And they had a lot of big names. They had a lot of good names. But the only problem was when certain management took over the operation and when the stories just went dry and when you turned Goldberg heel for a month and not just turning people heel or babyface, there was a lot of issues in the, in the locker room in WCW. But you can't deny as a fan that you You turned on TNT when Monday Night Raw was. You had one TV for Nitro and one TV for Monday Night Raw. Because it was your face. If you were a wrestling fan back in the day, you would watch one recorded on a VHS. We didn't have DVR back then. That was not a thing, folks. Until later on, Nitro was no longer a thing because the company folded up. Well, AEW fold. I don't think so, man. It's it's a young company. It's fresh. It's new. It's hip. It's amazing. So I gotta say, <laughs> if you're truly going to get yourself involved, with, you know, with professional wrestling and watching it, and not just but just seeing it through and seeing the beauty of history, history is going to be beautiful for professional wrestling. It's not going to be oogly. It's going to be beautiful. Is AEW not only is going to produce numbers, we're going to see, you know, how well... Actually, you know, this is very confusing. I actually, you know what? No, no, no. AEW, okay, so now NXT, AEW, I just realized this, they're going for the throat, uh, it's going to be on TNT, but I can still watch the network and TNT at the same time as I have my phone and my iPad, sir, that's how I'm going to do it, so now it's social media devices, this is going to be great, I want to see what NXT does, and I want to see what uh, WWE does. You just answered your. I just answered your question. iPad, TNT, a wrestling fan's paradise. So I have NXT. I can watch on the tube, and I also have. Well, not on the tube, but on the iPad. I can also watch TNT on Wednesday nights. 
I don't know how long the length of their program is going to be, but I do want to check the numbers for statistical purposes. You see, I want to point one thing out. You know, I have multiple sources telling me that the ratings dropped a little bit, but then went back up and dropped. And I don't know why you sent me this, you goober. Oh, yeah, for statistical purposes. Anyhow, I am almost a quarter of the way through my show. If you would like to subscribe to a few networks, first off, go to Monster Factory Network. Subscribe to the Monster Factory Network so you can get an insight as to how things run in Paulsboro. School run by a magnificent dude, Danny Cage. Who is the owner, the operator, the head trainer, the coach, one of the many coaches that operates uh, the world-famous Monster Factory, which has produced guys like the Godfather, guys like Virgil, guys like Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Seamus, Matt Riddle, the list goes on. Oh, Steve Cutler, Gabby Martinez. I can go on and on, folks, about how many famous people come from there. If you would like to invest in yourself and join in on the fun, not just join and make it a hobby, make it your career, Go to monsterfactory.org. The number for Monster Factory is located on the page itself. Do not email the office. Please do not. Invest in yourself. Make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler, announcer, commentator, whatever you want to be, manager, referee, a reality. All right. If you would like to subscribe to the WWE Network, that's to your own discretion. Your first month is free, but if you do not have a credit card, you can go on the website, www.com. You can order a preloaded card from the shop, or you can go to the following retail store locations. You can go to FYE. You can go to 7-Eleven, Dollar General, Best Buy. You can go to your local Walmart or your local GameStops. The WWE Network for free with thousands and Millions of hours of footage on original shows, not only WWE, you can access. You can get Ring of Honor, PWG, New Japan, ICW, Progress Wrestling. You can catch all that wonderful, wonderful amount of footage on WWE Network. And it has limitations now for how you can stream it. So you can play it through your phone or your iPad if you have Apple TV. Don't worry, you don't have to go out and get a fourth generation, but they will not accept Apple TVs anymore. The first gen, uh, Xbox, basic PlayStation does not accept it anymore, never did. So make sure you have up-to-date technology when you subscribe to the network. That is all, folks, for the advertisements, which I have not done in forever. But I will say this, back on the AEW train. There needs to be a clarification. There needs to be some semblance of we got this. This is going to be our staple. They already know what they, they, as in Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and Tony Khan, they know the direction their company is going already. It's already on the up, which is going to repeat this. It's a good thing to know where your company, what direction your company's headed. Otherwise, 
they'd be in the toilet and wanting to be flushed out already. Um, my observation of what AEW has done so far is pretty unique, pretty interesting. Um, it's compelling TV from what I've seen. Um, Double or Nothing, All In, those are the ones that I have taken notice of because a friend of mine sent me the links to how to watch their show. Um, you need to go to their website, Pro Wrestling Tees. They have AEW shirts, my friend. You can get them there. Yes, it will cost for shipping. I'm sorry. Unless you have Amazon and they, they're selling AEW stuff on there. All right. So, tell you what, folks. We're going to start the uh, ranting and raving a little early. By the way, if you have small children, this show does contain inappropriate and, ex- and or explicit language. Therefore, this stuff, this content is not to be repeated. Also, the title to the show is copyrighted. Further use is prohibited by said owner, Brian Reyes. If this phrase is used, you will be fined $45 for every time you use the phrase off the rails uncensored or the phrase off the rails. Copyrights and licensing in 2016 through the current year of 2019. All rights reserved. So, without further ado, we're going to start the craziness, folks. Trust me, you want to buckle up your fucking seatbelts? Because if you don't, well, you'll just fall off and fall to, you know, the imminent. Inevitable metaphorical death, which means you will lose your shit if you can't take cuss words or if you get offended by them. Oh, pussy feathers. Anyways, time to start the madness. How's it going? competition for WWE mainstream wrestling and also competition for Ring of Honor or New Japan. Look, look, look. It's a good thing that there's more than one wrestling company floating around, floating about, or, you know, that's present and accounted for. Why, you may ask? Because for 10 plus years in wrestling, there's only Ring of Honor to pay attention to Impact or TNA, which they were a good company in the start. They were unique, just like AEW. But there's differences already. Is there? Alex Shelley, AJ Styles, Rhino, 
Jack Swagger. I mean, the list of names is different, obviously. So what makes AEW stand out? And by the way, save the date because October 2nd starts a brand new chapter in professional wrestling history as AEW debuts on TNT. It's been a while since professional wrestling has been on that network. And I don't know when the last time. Let me see. Around 96, 97, 96 through 99, a little bit of 2000, WCW was a thing. Does it matter that, you know, TNT is picking up AEW? You bet your ass it does because having network television on your side is a big deal when you are a new professional wrestling company and you need exposure for your company. So, being on TNT helps because there's a lot of shows that dramas, you know, kind of like the opposite of USA. There's maybe a few things that some people forget. One... There's competition. Two, there's competition, you fucks. AEW finally represents something in professional wrestling, as we like to call the other guys. Oh, yeah, they have that other group. I kind of laughed when Road Dog playfully said, well, we don't, we're, you're minus Billy. We're without Billy. Does anybody know where Billy is? It was kind of funny. Because a lot of the Smarks, including myself, I won't include myself in that group. Hell no. <laughs> no. What I'm trying to say, it's already, you know, they're already taking playful shots at each other. But I, I want to see these companies just bring out the best in each other. What, which companies? WWE and AEW. Why? Because New Japan has awesome and amazing shows to begin with. Ring of Honor never disappoints. You know, Gorillas of Destiny, Jay Lethal. Um, they've had the Young Bucks. They even had Cody at one point in time. But life goes on. History keeps moving forward. Time keeps moving forward. So you just got to keep trudging along in the world of professional wrestling, and you'll be fine. It's not the end of the world that a company that people have been aching to see, you know, ever since their last, pay-per-view last year it started the whole well I don't think this AEW thing is going to be for very long I see where Triple H is coming from when he was at Hall of Fame saying this piss hand company and then Cody Rhodes taking the shot with a sledgehammer to what looks like Triple H's chair his kingdom is crumbling they say well I don't think so and I'll tell you why there's just too many variables keeping WWE afloat. One, yeah, the quarterly sales have dropped. A lot of people are saying, well, I highly doubt that this is going to happen, and their company will never fold. Don't ever say never, but I don't think WWE is going out of business. Do you know why? Do you know why? Well, I'll tell you why. They've got competition now. Competition makes a wrestling company go either berserk or it actually it actually helps and motivates them 
to become better and make your product become better. But anyways, AEW's impact already, you know, with how many people know what they're about, how many people are on the waiting list for their next event. This is insane, folks. Now, mainly, I talk about WWE all the time, and I decided to go solo today because I needed to relay my thoughts to you all in a manner in which is not a rant, but it's very informative. AEW, they've already emphasized that we're not just going to be a brand that just shows you professional wrestling. We, AEW, is going to give you an elite version of professional wrestling. And what does that mean? What kind of influence are they trying to give the world of professional wrestling? Like, where are they coming from? It's very endearing. Actually, not endearing, but it's very intriguing. That's the word I was looking for. Do you know why? Because they've already created a stir with the Young Bucks, Cody, and Dustin. Darby Allen, Johnny Moxley. Jungle Boy kind of intrigues me, too, because he just has an all-out style. Jimmy Havoc. I'm sorry, I could not fit all the... uh, Taglines underneath the description list today But Jimmy Havoc is the man Why? You may ask Not because of the Deathmatch wrestling Not because Him and Moxley can put on an hour's worth of a match No It's because His psychology with the audience is great AEW reaches their fans Does WWE reach their fans? It depends on which town they're in, is what you will hear. And the inevitable, the the inevitable difference between WWE stuff and AEW stuff, well, to me, it's just, it's professional wrestling. But there's more intrigue because AEW is the brand new shiny toy, and that's the way I view them. I don't see them, you know... Some people don't see them as a threat. The numbers don't lie. They, you know, they're selling out events. They're not even on TV yet. They're not even. They're not even beginning to scratch the surface. Is what I'm trying to tell you guys. As a company, AEW's already projected so much revenue. They got enough to pay their workers and then some. It's not just about payment. It's about, okay. How do you define quality product? Well, AEW's already, you know, they've got, they've gathered some great announcing uh, Jim Ross. They've gathered some of the best minds in professional wrestling. Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Billy Gunn. As, as far as I'm concerned, folks, I mean, it's going to be great because now you have a women's division, you know, that does have a transgender, but I don't know how people will react to that. Some may boo her, some may cheer her, some may not give a fuck. I am one of those people that doesn't give a fuck. You've got Karma, you've got Tessa Blanchard, you've got Taya. There's a lot of names, Britt Baker. There are a lot of names that are familiar because they were formerly of WWE. But there's also, not just that, the entertainment, uh, the entertainment value, the quality 
of professional wrestling that is shown through AEW. And plus, they gave their first pay-per-view free on the Bleacher app, folks. And I got to say something, you know, it was pretty funny with the whole barefoot thumbtack moment with Joey Janela and Johnny Moxley. Of course, you know, Joey Janela versus Eggman Page at Ring of Honor um, with the uh, Donkey Kong barrel moment. That was funny. Not just moments, folks. We're we're talking about history being made every single time that AEW comes out on TV. If they start doing live events, I have a feeling things are going to get hairy between WWE and AEW. Can they keep it civil? Yes. Even Chris Jericho said after the first press got, you know, the conference for uh, Double or Nothing in, after Las Vegas was done, you saw how he stated in his press conference, you know, why did you leave WWE? Was it imminent? Was it inevitable? When did you know you were going to leave WWE? And Jericho said, I left WWE because, you know, the whole feud with me and Kevin Owens, it should have been main event. Um, it should have been at least the match before the main event, and when it wasn't, it was the second match on the card. I knew that was when I had to leave. He's not being self-absorbed, folks. He's saying, I know disrespect, you know, in his statement. So that was a level of professionalism that maybe some people should take notice of, because if they don't, well, then, you know, that's on you. Whatever. I just... There are so many things, though, that I question about AEW. Like, okay, so can you do a show without gigging? They did. Cody, Justin, Young Bucks, they did not gig. They did not bleed like faucets. There was no reason to. They had a really good tag team match. And when the Young Bucks are, you know, with a ladder, they cannot be stopped. So does that mean Cody and Dustin are not going to capture the AEW Tag Team Championships? I don't know. But I'm already intrigued by what I've seen so far from AEW. MJF is another wrestler that catches my attention because he kind of reminds me of The Miz and a blend of EC3. And he adds a little sarcasm to his character, which I love. You know, he, um, there was a moment about a, or not moment, moment that uh, featured MJF. He was signing an autograph. He told him that his name was Brian. He said, here, you ugly fuck. He wasn't being mean. He was just joking, folks, because if he truly was being derogatory, he could have made it a lot worse when he signed that autograph, and it was pretty funny. Darby Allen. Now I've seen this guy at Revolver. I have seen him at Evolve. The man is nuts. He's absolutely nuts. And imagine him teaming with Moxley. Those two would tear down the house. No questions asked whether they were a tag team or whether they were solo. It doesn't matter. I'll get to Moxley eventually. Actually, I'll I'll start reviewing him right now. The moment he left WWE was a turning point. In his career, he seemed a lot happier. He was able to roam, and he wasn't, you know, confined to doing certain style of things. Now, did things change when he left? Sure. Maybe they haven't changed. I haven't asked or had the chance to ask any of the talent, which I do not know at all. 
and I would not ask that Mark like of a you know Mark quality question. Do you think things have changed since John you know since John Moxley has left WWE? Yeah, I mean, it varies from if you think that when he left, it made an impact. I mean, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. I just read something. But really, I'm gonna just be. I mean, he is an AEW. It's really amazing to me that some or that people still think I'm actually just playing a character, or is that some sort of gimmick? Because they're so used to LGBT people being LGBT people being used as a mockery. Oh my! Well, he's got a point, and. Um, Uh, and I, I like this, uh, um, a tweet from Danny Cage. In a nutshell, Sonny will steal your man, smells better than your girl, and beat your ass while being while being fantastic. This is true. And if you don't think Sonny Kiss is going to make impact in AEW, it's another guy that should pay attention to and also Killian Murphy. They're very, very, very good at what they do, folks. And is another reason why AEW is going to flourish is because they have what I like to call variety. And having variety in your wrestling product, or within your wrestling product, I should say, is very, very key. Thank you, Twitter, for giving me something to discuss and not talking around in fucking circles. So, <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. It's good to have variety. It's good to have people follow you. It's good to have people aware of what your product is. And October 2nd, you would all it will all come full circle. AEW. I'm going to have a watch party. This is going to be fun. Chris, I'm going to... Definitely watch AE Dubs with you, and I will also be watching with Lady Lynn, and I will also be on the lookout for what happens on this show. I'm just going to be thankful that I have something else to watch on Wednesday alongside, you know, my iPad, which will be featuring NXT. This is heaven for wrestling fans. This is what we dream of. We get to see. Actual professional wrestling going head to, you know, companies going head to head again. Well, maybe not so, but I am beyond thrilled, folks. That's why I'm having trouble wording or getting out my words because I just got done with work a couple hours ago. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what to say to you guys, how it's going to make sense, this, that, the other. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, 
I'm so excited for you guys because we get to see how your characters will evolve themselves. We get to see how you do under the pressure cooker, which so far I don't think there's been a pressure cooker situation for AEW to succeed. Is it nerve-wracking for some of the guys that are heading this company? Probably, because they're probably getting presidential hours of sleep. And what do I mean by that? Probably three, four hours, or I don't know, they probably sleep really well. You can either be an insomniac in the world of professional wrestling, or you can be someone that gets really decent sleep with sleep aids. I don't know. But the point is, AEW is making headway. They're they're already, like, the buzz around professional wrestling. Granny Holkster even wants to, you know, get a piece of the action. She wants to see what kind of guy she's going to boo, what kind of guy she's going to love. It might be really, really bad for WWE. I don't know, dude. I honestly, look, here's my personal take on both AEW and WWE. WWE has fucked up royally a lot. Yet somehow, they get a sold-out show in Tampa. WWE has fucked up royally, you say? Well, as in... They fucked up the viewership with Brock Lesnar winning the Universal Championship after the fact that he literally did nothing and did not show up again. What was the point, you know, of having him do certain things for the company if he's the only legitimized heel? I get it. But AEW, they didn't give the championships right away to Cody and Dustin. They didn't give Moxley the AEW World Heavyweight Championship just yet. Because you have to, you know, things have to fall into place for you to win a heavyweight championship in the world of professional wrestling. Things have to chronologically make sense to the fans. If you give it right away, if you, you know, give all the good stuff away, how are you going to uh, explain yourself later on? Well, you gave the championship to so-and-so really Because a lot of the fans nowadays, some of you bitch, dude, I hate to fucking say it like me. I bitch about things that bother me and suggestive, you know, give suggestions instead of total cynicisms and a lot of criticisms. Sometimes it blends together. But AEW as a whole is showing us why. Why they are here to stay. Because they have one of the best announcing Wrestler announcers, wrestling commentators, whatever the phrase is to describe a wrestling journalist. Jim Ross, who, without a shadow of a doubt, folks, is one of the best wrestling announcers ever. Comparatively speaking to Michael Cole, you know, Michael Cole does make some calls now we're getting used to his voice, but there will never be another Jim Ross. There's there's never going to be another Mauro Ranello. I mean, he... One of the main reasons why um, I watch NXT. Um, Percy kind of had a you know an, a really cool voice, you know, going Nigel McGuinness kind of, but you know Nigel's a sweetheart, really cool dude. But will there ever be a Jim another Jim Ross? No, because he's a WWE Hall of Famer. He announces for AEW, and I will say this about Michael Cole: 
must be doing something right because the longevity of his position in the company is somewhere up there because if you notice, a lot of the superstars that come from Maine, it's not just Michael Cole that has say, Vince McMahon has the final say, yes. But he's not the only one making creative decisions. He's got people in his ear. Okay, do you think so-and-so is ready for this push? Do you think so-and-so is ready for the position that they're in right now with the company? Should we push them to the absolute best, to the brink? And that's the thing, folks. I'm not going to – okay, I'm not going to make this about announcement, but, you know, play-by-play is huge in professional wrestling. You've got Renee Young, who is really good. Corey Graves adds his input. He knows the heel color. And then you've got Michael Cole, who, okay, he flips back and forth when he announces, so he's a tweener announcer, which, okay, whatever. And I, like, I'm going to continue this discussion from yesterday. If you have an announcer like Michael Cole, it kind of, you know, it took the place of Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn was a here-and-there announcer from time to time, just like Todd Pettengale. Todd Pettengale is actually much better than Michael Cole, folks. Let's just say, let's just let's just be honest, all right? If Todd Pettengale is, if you, some of you who remember that name, when you have a play-by-play or an interviewer who you remember, and you say, "I want this person announcing my matches because it's going to sound amazing," Michael Cole is not one of them. Anyways, folks, so if you have the variables of someone calling your match like a Jim Ross, you're going to be thanking your lucky stars because he will not only give the appropriate move names or the moves that actually fit the wrestler with when they started to when they are about to finish. Please understand this. It is a very big deal for certain wrestling fans because what if you're blind? You want to you want to visualize or you want to hear what the move set move name is. And if you guess, like oh, off the top, a neck breaker. What the fuck, man? That's one reason why people are tuning into AEW is also because you have. The variable that is Jim Ross, who knows professional wrestling better than the, you know, like the back of his hand. He could tell you the history of MJF. He could give you the background on Tessa Blanchard and where she came from. He, Jim Ross, is the aficionado in making sure that a match is evenly called and that you're not, he's not going to talk over you unless you're really trying to piss him off. But, you know, he has some nice things to say about Michael Cole, but I guarantee I'm fucking to you. There's something off about that, dude. And it make, it does make a difference. Why was why was Edge not with Christian? Why was Devo not with Bubba Ray? You know, small things. AEW has confidence. Of course you will. You have to. You, you know, when I went to Monster Factory, why didn't you do this promo? You know, you were not confident. Like, you got to have confidence. Small, minute things people pick up on. 
like the ability to decipher, okay, is this show going to be about Cody and Dustin winning the tag team championships? Is the show going to be about Omega and Jericho again? Or is this show going to be about one particular person? No. AEW doesn't center it around one person. There's like five, maybe seven main people that people can just pluck from AEW's name, company name, and be like, okay, these guys are the marquee. And that's very rare for professional wrestling to be able to pick out who represents your company, who is the main event. Who, who, who is going to leave a long-lasting impression on October 2nd? Yeah, it's when, you know, normally when NXT runs, but NXT doesn't do live tapings. Gas, like you all didn't fucking know that. They do their tapings two weeks ahead of time. So, right now, they're probably working on the show for next week. But the point is, folks, AEW is going to be live and live in color. Will that affect the mode of how WWE does things? Yeah, because Fox said they were not going to take WWE unless they dropped the PG moniker, the PG label. That's fine. AEW's already been dropping F-bombs and, you know, doing the best they can to implement what they want through a promo. Not just that. They're actually working instead of talking. And that's that's one thing I want to point out. WWE did a little bit too much on SmackDown Live. No, they actually only had maybe a few segments that included promos. Actually, uh, a lot. Some, some styles have to be different when they're presented in professional wrestling. Especially, you know, you want to con- you have a comparison and contrast when you have SmackDown Live, you know, versus Paul Heyman's Monday Night Raw. And also, AEW wants to steer clear of people go, man, you guys gig all the time. You guys don't have any real, you know, reason to. Cody and Dustin put on one hell of a match, yes, but they bled all over the place, and there was no build-up for that. Dustin Rhodes as a part of All Elite Wrestling, and Cody Rhodes is a big deal. But again... If you do all the spectacular things before your show even begins, they have to, man. AEW is doing something that WWE has failed to do the last 16 plus years, and that's give the fans a fucking show in which we will remember and talk about for the rest of our lives because I don't know how long AEW's lifespan is is going to be as a... um, as a company, but if you keep fans happy and that's the main thing, then you're doing your job. If you're not reaching them, if you're not selling merchandise and you're not giving effort and you're just slacking and adding people in six women tags and six men tags and lumberjack match and keister on a pole, I don't know. If you're not making your fans happy in a sense, then you're not doing your job as, as a professional wrestling company. And AEW right now, as a group, collectively speaking, they're giving the fans, the audience, they're giving everyone 
to feel that people, you know, you belong. This is what we're going to give you. You're going to boo. You're going to get off your asses. You're going to get up out of your seats. You're going to be on the edge of your seats is what AEW is saying. doesn't mean, like I said, it does not mean that WWE will fold. Mm-mm, no, sir. That, uh, you know, for that to happen, there would have to be a lot of factors that go into that. I'm not saying it's impossible, but there would have to be a lot of factors. Did they go bankrupt? Did they owe a lot of people money? Did they did they not pay their sponsors? Um, there's a lot more factors than that, but but I will say this: AEW, good luck to you guys. Um, I cannot wait for October second. It's going to be amazing. And by the way, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. And I got, you know, no, that's not it. And those are my three words. I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh, and uh, be sure to tune in, folks. I got to eat because my stomach is getting hangry, all right? Toodles, bitches. Got to eat. Have a good night, day, evening, whatever. Take it. Personality, the cultural personality.